Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Jackie and Martin from Level Up 808 out of Hawaii. How are you guys doing today? Right. We're good. The day has just started. Yeah, get some some early birds over there. It's, what time is it now over there, guys? Uh, Six a.m. Six a.m. Okay, so definitely excited to have you guys on the show and learn a little bit more about what you have going on. But before we dive into the nitty gritty, tell us a little bit more about Level Up Eight Hundred Eight and what made y'all want to start your gym in the first place. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, I'm from originally New York. Um, Martin's originally from Montana. We met here and we instantly connected over fitness and health. And um, when I met Martin, he was training um, at one of the stadiums with a bunch of his friends. And I was like, oh, that that's fun. Let's do that. And because when I got here, I realized there was no studios in the area that offered any kind of um interval training or hit training or any kind of you know boot camp or anything it was just crossfit in your regular gyms and so when i met him and met his group that they were doing that kind of stuff i was all in i was like this is awesome and so him and i started training for a spartan race and we did the spartan race and absolutely loved it and we decided you know what this is what the island is missing we need some kind of you know, gym that incorporates this kind of training. And so we just decided we were going to go for it and we were going to start something like that. And so that's what we did. <laughs> yeah, that's a really cool story. So you guys opened up like two weeks before COVID hit, right? Yes. So how did COVID affect your business? So we, our first class was March 1st of 2020. We were so excited, rocking and rolling. We were going to do this thing. And then 17 days later, we had to shut down. Um, and luckily at the time, we didn't have our own actual facility. We were just renting space, but we did, you know, we had already purchased the software. We had already purchased a bunch of equipment, um, we had members signed up and so we kind of had to put everything on pause. Um, so it, it, it hurt a little bit and, you know, we kind of didn't know what we were going to do. I had went part-time at work, same with him. And so we kind of just had to wait it out and we waited it out and we were able to come back three months later in person. And mm -hmm. it ended up being amazing, actually. Like people couldn't wait to get out of their houses. And so we started to just, gain momentum and gain more people. And um, we realized, oh, we're, we're outgrowing this space that we're renting from and we need, we need to do something else. And so one of our good friends was like, hey, I, I'm the property manager at this warehouse. Why don't you come take a look at it? So we went, we loved it, but we were in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> so We barely had enough members to maybe pay the rent. So, and that was just the rent alone. So yeah. We went back and forth on it a couple of weeks and he's like, you just got to do it. And we're like, all right, we're okay, going to, so here we go. Here we go. <laughs> we, we might be able to pay rent. <laughs> it was, it was really scary. It was probably one of the scariest times in our lives. Like, but we just decided if, if we don't do it, we're never going to know. 
And so we just decided to go for it and it ended up working in our favor. Okay. So tell us about the transition. Um, not really knowing if you were going to be able to make the rent, like how was the transition? And yeah. did you guys make the rent on the first one? <laughs> we did. We, okay. we, we definitely did. Um, the transition from, um, you know, renting to our own space was absolutely amazing. And it's all because of our community and our culture and, and the, the people that we had, you know, they came right in all 40 of them and they helped us every day for two weeks straight cleaning and painting and building our benches and building our front desk. And I mean, it was, it was incredible. Like we got the place turned over in two weeks time um, because the place was disgusting <laughs> and now, and then, you know, it just, it was cool that everyone was able to come together and they felt that they had a part of it. Um, and so it was really special. Yeah. Martin, did you have anything to add? Um, just the emphasis on the community part and like a lot of them are friends already, but it wasn't, none of it was expected. Yeah. And, and they're like, they're just giving their free time. Obviously it's a pandemic and whatnot, but yeah, they just, offered so many hours and was so helpful to us and we we only reached out to maybe a couple of the friends that maybe not even were members yeah and they just they just all they kept just coming. kept they just kept showing up so we're like all right we're buying lunch <laughs> yeah. and i just kept going back to home depot to build, get more supplies <laughs> yeah so that's awesome yeah that was awesome really good. yeah i'm glad you guys had the support uh from your community yeah it, it was amazing yeah so prior to opening your gym, did either one of you guys have experience as business owners? No. Nope. Business owners, no. <laughs> no, we, uh, we tried to start a meal prep business during COVID um, and it was okay, but no, like nothing, nothing like this. That's for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, what, are, what do you think are some of the most important things you've learned about being an entrepreneur in this space specifically that have helped you guys grow so much? Yeah. Um, so lately we started working with a mentorship program uh, to brain business and that has completely changed the game. So uh, we kind of wish we had started working a little bit earlier with them because we learned a lot in that aspect of, you know, how important systems are and, um, just, you know, getting a hold of, of everything. Cause in the beginning we just were kind of going, you know, flying off the handle. Like we had no idea what we were doing. We were just doing it all. And so now we're finally at a place where we can like get everything, you know, on track and organized and have systems in place so that everything runs smooth. Um, so just learning those little systems have definitely changed the game. Did you freeze? Did you freeze? Are you there? Hello. Uh, hello. If you can hear us, we can't hear you. <laughs> oh no.
Okay, really sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Am I, am I still breaking up, Sam? No. You're better now, yeah. Okay. I think my internet just cut out completely for whatever reason. All right. So let's just come. Ooh. Nope. No. You're still in and out. Right. One, one second. Better right now. It is. Okay. All righty. Okay, so um, what was the last thing you said? Because you kind of started to break up a little bit. Um, I talked about the mentorship program and how that really has helped us, you know, as business owners to understand everything. <laughs> so let's, let's um, spend some time talking about mentorship. Yeah. So how early on in your business did you decide to invest in expertise? Not early enough, to be honest. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, we've only been um, with them for like three months now. Okay. So it took two years. It took two okay. years to, okay. to invest. Definitely, uh, definitely could have been sooner, but at the same time, we might not even have been ready for it. Right. Necessarily. Yeah. What makes you say that? just the the <laughs> the expand like first of all we didn't like we said before we didn't even know if we we're gonna pay rent and then we <laughs> only signed a year contract so we're like okay that's our goal yeah get yeah. the members up start start flowing yeah and then it just kind of exploded yeah and we had we had been talking to some others that either had gyms or ran gyms before et cetera, et cetera, and just trying to get a little, or as much information as we could. Yeah. And coming across Two Brain later and different ones later yeah. on, Two Brain seemed like the better one. Yeah, and it was just the right time for us. Yeah, completely understand that. Um, so was your decision to hire a mentor, like was it proactive or was it like a reactive decision? Does that question make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Um, it was, I would say it was a little bit of both. Um, okay. So we, we knew we wanted to grow our team and we knew we wanted to start growing the business. Um, and we were coming into some uh, questions and just, you know, situations that we just didn't know how to handle. And so I, that's when we were like, you know what? Like we need a mentor at this point to help us with this. Um, and so that's when we decided to reach out and it was the best thing that we could have done for, for the business, for sure. Yeah. So. so in retrospect, you would have hired them a little bit sooner, but what do you think have been the, and I like to hear like both your perspective, if it's not the same thing, like what is the most important thing that you learned from them that's made the most impact on your business? 
So for me, it's um, getting systems in place, meaning um, creating, you know, staff playbooks and creating uh, SOPs so that if anyone comes in, they can run things smoothly and, you know, we don't need to be there. And like, that's, to me is something that I never really even thought of. I just thought, oh, well, everyone knows what to do, <laughs> but we need to be able to create, you know, these, these templates so that people know what to do and they know how to do it and, and make things run smooth. So that was for me. Yeah. Uh, well, the systems is undeniable because every, every business, every operating system needs some kind of system to follow, to adhere by, whatever. But also, it's not just like, here's my, here's my rules, follow them. Here's my uh, advice. You have to do everything I say. It, it kind of shows you like why you're an entrepreneur in the first place. So kind of trust yourself. Um, you're, you're in a like boss or manager position, but you don't have to be that office guy that everybody just hates or, or whatever. <laughs> so trusting yourself and, and, and they give you different ways because they've been through it to kind of navigate. manage all that and navigate all the ins and outs and nuances with the yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So I guess like what's been working for marketing? For you guys to get people consistently in the door <laughs> well um so we don't really have a secret to marketing um it kind of just honestly it happened organically we've never paid for marketing to be honest we don't even have a sign up on the building <laughs> um so it's really just been our amazing community like I, I just keep wanting to tie back to them because they just keep telling their friends, their families, their aunties, their uncles, their cousins, and people just keep coming in. And so it's really been organic in that sense. Um, only now are we going to probably start doing some um, actual, you know, marketing and paid marketing because we just started to offer personal training. So we want to get that out there. Um, but since we started, it's really just been so organic and our members have just been incredible. Really? That's interesting because, I mean, you guys grew from, I think you said around 20 people to like a lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. All like organically. Yeah. Besides word of mouth, like obviously everybody's on social media now. So yeah. Creating, we don't even spend a lot of time on content, but yeah. But some simple reels or videos or uh, Facebook mm -hmm. videos and stuff about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, our Instagram is is really interactive. We post stories of, you know, the workouts, like people doing the workouts every day. Um, so people can see, oh, you know, I can do that too. Or, oh, I know so-and-so. I didn't know she goes there, you know. So um, our Instagram, but yeah, like I said, we don't even have a sign up yet. <laughs> and I don't know if we ever will. We'll see. <laughs> kind of like it. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about like your individual roles in building your business? Like, are y'all capitalizing off of your strengths? Like if one person is strong in this area, maybe Martin, you're strong in, in an area that, that she's not, but how does that work? Yeah, um, so in the beginning, it was just us and we were coaching 21 classes a week. We were trying to do the back end stuff. We were 
basically like just zombies walking around. Um, once we started to add on some coaches, um, I kind of took the role of the back end doing like the software stuff and the, the billing and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that's just one of my strengths. Uh, I'm very organized and I, I, I can, you know, do all those tasks. And um, so that's kind of where I'm at. And then he kind of, <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> back to the everyday coaching every class and doing the programming and yeah. coming up with different ideas for the programming. So now we have different people and systems, different <laughs> spots and whatnot. But I definitely like to come up with the ideas, different ideas for programming. And if somebody else isn't doing it, then like obviously we're going to do it or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, but just adding in different things. Um, like going and taking certs and and learning as much as as I can just to incorporate whatever. And don't, I mean, he's being a little modest. He also is really good at obstacle course racing. And so he takes the lead on when we do Spartan trainings and, um, you know, teaching people how to be good at OCR. He runs our run club. We have a run club every Wednesday night. Um, So we usually start Spartan training in like, March, April, because our race here is in August. Mm-hmm. And the last two years, we've taken over 70 members with us to the race. And nice. a lot of them, it's been their first time ever doing a Spartan race or an obstacle course race. Um, so we really, we train them every week, every Sunday, we do a free Spartan training. And we put put a whole schedule out like, you know, months in advance. And we set up our own, he sets up his own obstacle course, everything, you know, all the obstacles are simulated to be almost exactly, you know, what's on the course. So that's, that's his, his jam for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So have you guys, do you guys have other trainers or other people on your team to continue to help the gym grow? Yeah. Um, so our team is growing and it's, they're amazing. Um, here on, on the Island, it's, a little bit harder to find trainers or coaches who have you know already been established especially um since there's no other facilities that do what we do so we've uh, definitely brought some uh people that were members that we realized hey they would be great coaches um mm-hmm. so they're on our team you know one of them she's our head coach now and she's an incredible coach um and then we've gained some other coaches that have moved here from the mainland so you know that's helped as well and so we're really trying to work hard now to build you know, that solid team that's going to just help grow this thing and, and give our members like the best service that they deserve. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. So since you brought up the word growth, let's talk about where you guys want to take level up 808. We were briefly, briefly talking about this before we went live, but let's say a year from now, January, 2024, where do you want the gym to be membership wise? Do you want to be in a bigger space revenue wise? Like what does that look like for you guys? Yeah. So being in a bigger space is definitely, um, on the list. Um, like I said earlier, like we've got a bunch of things that we want happening at the same time. Like we would love to have a kids program. We would love to have our kickboxing and, and our interval classes and like an open gym 
format. Um, so we would love to have a space where all that can run at the same time, have enough space for each one. Um, so that's something that we are in the process of trying to work on, trying to you know find a space that will fit that. Um, and then also hopefully we can get some you know, satellite locations in some other of uh, the, you know, towns and, you know, grow from there. So. Okay. Yeah. So, what, Martin, what you got for us? With the bigger location, I mean, obviously more opportunity in different ways. Um, like we could have other people in doing their own thing or mm -hmm. it'd be all encompassing. Like we could have different classes within. Mm -hmm. So like right now we have the kickboxing upstairs and it's still part of the level up and the, the schedule and everything. But we also have um, jujitsu, mainly kids jujitsu. And we just started adult jujitsu in the uh, downstairs area mm -hmm. in the gym we're in now. So mm -hmm. jujitsu can always use a bigger space. Yeah. Obviously. Okay. And, but yeah, any, anything like that, if, if we could add like a smoothie bar or like a snack bar or, like things that go with the gym and that that'd be awesome. Yeah. We want to create a space where like people can come and hang out too, you know, like there's really nothing like that here on the Island. And we just want it to be a place where, you know, this is like their third home, right? Like, so, you know, you have your third home, your first home is your actual home, second home of work. And then this could be like their third home uh, mm -hmm. where they just come hang out. They have a good time. They get their workout in have a smoothie after, hang out with some friends, and then, you know, head home. Yeah. So what about for you guys? Like, what's the end goal for y'all? Like, what do you want your lifestyle to look like? <laughs> um, we would love to be able to go and do obstacle course races on the mainland. Um, gosh, before the pandemic hit, that was our, that was our plan. We were every month we had it planned out. We were going to go do a different race in a different state. Mm. Uh, so, but then obviously pandemic stopped that. So we would love to just do things like that. Go do fun, different races, adventure racing. I know he wants to do adventure racing um, and just go. Yeah. Just go be active and see the world. <laughs> yeah. So does that mean like you want the gym to be running kind of on its own? Yeah, that would be amazing because our one of our big goals is to be able to provide careers for our coaches and our staff um so that would be the way to do it is you know be like hey you guys have more responsibility this is you know this is for you guys to run smooth and that's what we want we want them to have careers from this not just you know coach a couple classes and be done <laughs> yeah absolutely justin did you i keep calling you justin i'm so sorry martin it's like i'm trying to come uh Combine Jackie and Martin. <laughs> I was like, who is Justin? Martin. <laughs> Do you have anything to add to that? No, that's, yeah, that's, that's it. Like, to, to be confident in the team and at the same time, like, if we need to, obviously, we're always going to be there if we need to do anything. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it's almost a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode, guys, but one more question before we sign out. If both of you guys could give our listeners, or I'll say give yourselves one piece of advice that you wish you would have had or that you needed when you guys first opened your gym a few years ago. Um, 
the advice that I would give is get a mentor, get someone that has done this, that has walked the path that can help you, you know, along the way that, that would definitely, I think mentorship is, you know, worth every penny. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is don't be scared. Yeah. Most of the time we're scared of, of ideas that we don't think we can accomplish or would work maybe, or maybe because somebody else is doing it already, but don't yeah. let your control or hold you back. Yeah, totally. So I have a question about what you just said. So with whatever you were fearing about, like before your gym started, or even over the course of the journey, did any of your fears actually like come true? <laughs> the big ones, no. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All righty, y'all. Well, before we uh, wrap up, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah, um, you can find us on Instagram. It's at Level Up Maui. Um, and that's mainly where we share all of our content. Or you can email us at info at levelup808.com. All righty, y'all. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And of course, we're looking forward to seeing what you guys can accomplish down the road. So yeah. to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if y'all want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords. Oh. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, our guest is Maggie Spezia of Endless Fitness Training, coming to us from Katy, Texas. Maggie, what's going on? How are you today? Good. Uh, it's actually super cold and rainy here today. Not normal. Cold and rainy in Texas is still probably not so bad compared to the foot of snow I have outside my house. So I don't find a lot of sympathy for you today, Maggie. Anyway, our conversation and, and the reason that you and I are here is endless fitness training and in the business that you have put together. I'm a big believer in context. And for people listening who aren't familiar with this, Give us a bit of background. When you describe what Endless Fitness is, what do you tell people? Endless Fitness is a place where um, people with special needs can come and hit their fitness goals that you know everyone else has as well. So they can come in and feel important, feel a community, part of a community and special, and um, we can hit whatever goals they need just you know as a regular uh, individual going into a gym. Got it. Okay. So geared towards those with special needs, take us back to when all of this got started, Maggie. I'm a big believer that where we came from tells us a lot about where we're going. And so for you, 
how did all of this get started? Take me to the day that the idea popped into your head. I'm going to start this small business. What was going on? And, and what, well, how did we get so, here? Since I was in second grade, I knew I was going to be a special ed teacher. And my whole life, I've been into fitness. I played sports all throughout high school, college, and I got real into CrossFit. In 2012, I drank the Kool-Aid, just like a lot of other As people. As did all of us. <laughs> and um, during COVID, there were so many people that were home. And when we came back to school, I noticed so many of my students were overweight. And having the passion for fitness as well as special needs, I just decided to combine the two and I opened Endless Fitness. And I found the name because I'm a surfer girl. And so I felt, I love the movie and the name and I just felt like their um, opportunities are endless as well. So I just put into Endless Fitness. Okay. And so we were in teaching. Mm-hmm. COVID happened, it happened to all of us, but you came back, recognized a need, not quite in, in the same pursuit of your own passions, but this married the two concepts. We had been in a special needs education setting and knew that we had a, fa a passion for fitness. Endless fitness training is born now. It's been... 18 or so months of you doing this what talk to us a little bit about just kind of that perspective here for a minute take a step back and, and reminisce with me what's been your favorite part about owning this kind of a business what's been the most challenging part about owning this kind of a business my favorite part is that as a teacher we make lesson plans and we plan to follow those well if you're a special ed teacher or really any teacher you know that often that doesn't happen. So my vision of the business of what it was gonna be in June compared to what it is now is completely different in an amazing way. So that is exciting to me that it's turned into something I never thought it would be, which I enjoy. And then I would tell you my challenging aspect is because I'm a brand new business owner and it's just me as of right now, I'm running crazy. I'm here, there, all over, trying to, you know, maintain my normal life as well as running a business and being the face of the business and doing all the things that you have to do, which if you own a business, you're aware it's everything. So just trying to find balance in my life so I don't burn myself out. Yep. Now... That's not the first time that that has been told on this podcast. People talk all the time about opening up a business like this and, and all of the great things is that I get to make all of the decisions and it's, it's me that answers the bell at the end of the day and all of the cons are that I get to make all of the decisions and it's me that answers the bell at the end of the day. It can be overwhelming, especially for someone without entrepreneurial experience, right? Education... Believe me, I'm sure you have more experience in quote unquote sales than you give yourself credit for convincing children to, to do what you need them to do, <laughs> but it's a different, it's a different setting. It's a different setting for sure. And so, like we said, 18 months into this, I want to, I want to pick your brain on the marketing side of this because it is somewhat of a unique 
demographic, what's what's been successful and maybe what hasn't been so successful to find the clients or the, the prospects for you to work with? So being in um, special education for 10 years, I created a good reputation for myself. So that was the base of where I started and had clients. And then with Instagram and social media, I really grew with just word of mouth. Um, a lot of the moms are on the autism Facebook page and people will spread my name that way. That's really where I've learned most of my clients come from, but I also service um, dayhab programs. So a lot of these clients, when they graduate high school, they go work at a dayhab facilitation, which is work for them. So I'll go in and say, hey, my name is Maggie. This is what I do. I'll offer you a free session. And usually they love it and then they hire me. So I've learned just showing my face and giving them a free lesson of what I do. Interesting, okay. And so twofold, if I'm understanding correctly, Social media and the digital side of things were present, were executing on these platforms just to to stay active and, and to be where the eyeballs are, but also leveraging the network that we had already built over a decade with the crowd that we had already interacted with. Entertain this thought with me for a minute. Is there... Is there value or an opportunity for you as a business to put some money and advertise in any way in the future? Do you think that that's useful? It's I kind of a hot button it. topic in our industry in general, but to, to get to your specific demographic, it makes for a, an interesting thought experiment. And I've thought about that, but a lot of times when people see Endless Fitness as, you know, gym they don't realize that I'm a gym that only works with special needs. So I feel that, yeah, with Instagram, now you can share reels and stories and they really see truly what I am doing and it makes a big difference and that's all free. That opens up another question in my mind that I think is relevant. We have this sort of self-declared, we only work with individuals and special needs. Is there an opportunity for you to expand that scope at any point in time to I'm not against a wider it. demo. Yeah. I'm not against it. And, and, you know, on my time that I have off, which is limited, I do do personal training um, and work with just the general population, but I feel there's so many of those gyms. They're everywhere. So my main Good focus time. is just to work with individuals with special needs. So they really, I, there's one of me and I only hit so many. So I would love for, you know, my gym to be a place where you can come in and do small groups, one-on-ones. You can just come in, you know, for your own time, um, just where they feel safe. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I'm not trying to steer you in one way or another. I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking, I'm thinking through this myself. And, and so, okay. So yes, certainly more opportunities for the general public to find a fitness space. You want to go down this route. I can get behind that. Talk to me about the, the sales aspect of this, Maggie. When somebody is interested in what you do, what happens? They re reach out and contact you. What happens from that moment until they, they sign up as some sort of client? Talk to us through that process. 
So I, and I've told you this, I want every parent or caretaker to sign up. They sign up online and then I want them to meet me because talking to me on the phone, seeing me on social media is a totally different ball game. Um, once they meet me, I love different behaviors, different um, attitudes, different, I love it all. So once they meet me, I feel like they're going to feel comfortable with me being in charge of working with their child or, you know, they're, they're all, most of them are adults, but I do work with some children too, but I just want them to come meet me face to face. So they feel comfortable because a now, lot of clients, once, once they are face to face, what's that conversation about and, and how do we, so they come in uh, and it, it depends. So my one-on-ones, they come in and I talk to their caretaker or parent or what their goals are. Um, I meet with the client and talk to them. And like I was saying earlier, a lot of them are nonverbal. So it takes a lot of trust for them to come, you know, leave them with me. And um, I really just want to make them feel important. And like, this is their time. It's all about them. You know, their lives are so busy all the time. It just gives them 30 or 50 minutes where it's all about them. So I talk to their parent caretaker, then I spend 15, 20 minutes with them and see what they're capable of doing. Then we go back and um, I just kind of tell them how it went. And that first session I offer is always free just so they can get comfortable with me. I see. Okay. So from there, hypothetically signed up new client for you, at least in, in the time that you've been doing this, what do you focus on as the owner and, and leader of this? to retain these clients? How do we make sure that they're staying for as long as they can? Building their relationship. Um, a lot of us don't really want to work out. <laughs> it's just part of what we need to do to be healthy. So I um, try my best to make it fun for them, to relate to them, to just really be their friend in all honesty. And in that 30, most of my client, my one-on-ones are 30 minutes. And in that 30 minutes, I just try to make it all about them in every way possible while we throw in some exercise. It's, it's such a fascinating concept to me because I think it, it sounds like it's a needed service more so than ever and isn't tremendously different from how a, a standard fitness business would be run. We still need to earn this person's trust. We still need to build the relationship to keep them coming back. We still need to consistently deliver a high quality service that, that shows progression in, in some form or another. Walk me through what your idea for the future of all of this is, Maggie. How how big, how grand, how scalable? What's what's the vision for you in the longer term with this? For my one-on-ones, um, like I said, now I will say, we talked about this a little bit earlier. I do like being located inside of a open gym. I'm very blessed that the owner lets, or the GM of Momentum lets me train my clients there because they're around the community. And I think it's good for them to interact and have conversations with the general population. I like that a lot. But my main goal is just to have one place where I can, you know, accommodate everybody because I have some that, you know, have more sensory issues and others that don't. And I don't honestly, right now, I don't know what that'll look like. Mm 
But I have learned that um, getting into these day hab programs is huge. And there's so many of them and they all need this. So my main goal is to hire more people to push into the day hab programs and do more of a service to them and just being able to travel to them. For clarification, is it a, a level of revenue that we're comfortable at to pull the trigger to centralize everything? Is it what's what needs to happen in order for you to to know that the time is right? Definitely just um, them. I mean, I need more day habs to want me, to need me, to see, you know, what a difference that I can make. And my biggest struggle right now is to find the right people to hire. Because if you've been in fitness for 20 years, I think that that's awesome. But you're not going to benefit me if you've never worked with special needs. So I would tell you it's finding the right person to be a part of endless fitness. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a rabbit hole that we could go down. Staffing in our industry is a challenge no matter who you are, but you, because we need a little bit more specialized of a qualification here. What, how do we find that person? What is, what are, what are some ideas? Where are we going to go to source that employee? Lead gen on employees is probably even more of a challenge than lead gen on the client end. Yeah, and that's hard for me right now. I'm struggling with that because most of the people my age that I am like, you would be amazing, are teachers right now. And I can't pay them enough to quit their job and come work for me. So that's my biggest struggle I'm finding is just really finding the right person that can work part-time, you know, and has been around special needs. Yeah. A challenge that that will continue to exist, I'm sure, but it unlocks a lot of things for you. Now, keeping the, the demographic that you serve aside for a moment, just being a small business owner in the fitness space, what what do you think could be some some challenges or some things that you'll have to overcome here in the near future? Um just finding ways to separate yourself. I think we all as humans try to be good people, or at least I try to believe that. So if there's, I mean, you know, no one is, nothing is stopping my neighbor from opening the same business as me. So just making sure that I build those relationships and gain that trust and make a difference in all of these people's lives to make them want to come back to me. That's a very Shark Tank perspective. I love it. Maggie, this is a good place for us to start to wrap our conversation up, but I want to save a minute or two for you to be able to tell people where they could learn more about this. Do we have a website? Do we have social? Where can people find more about Endless Fitness? So um, Instagram for sure. It's endless um, and then underscore fitness. And then my website is endlessfitnesstraining.com straightforward and simple this has been a bunch of fun i i enjoy looking behind the scenes in businesses like this and seeing what we can learn and, and how we can share that with the greater picture i'm excited to see what the future holds for you it sounds like you still have some some projects to be pursued so uh, always we'll, we'll wish you nothing but the best i appreciate your time and, and i hope it all comes to fruition for you here i appreciate it
Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch. And as always, until next time, Jim Watts out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam Chop, and today with me is a super special guest. Her name is Mary with Pure Core Pilates out of Norfolk, Virginia. Mary, how are you today? I'm great, Adam. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking your time to ha- hop on the show today. Um, go ahead and open it up to the listeners. You know a little bit about yourself. You know how you got into the industry, your experiences, your passion, and you know how did you get into Pure Core? So I got into into the industry, I was actually an injured client, and um, I went and was driving by a Pilates studio many days on my way to work and um, thought to myself, I need to get myself in there and feel better. And I got in there and I purchased 10 sessions, and on the fifth session, my instructor said, you know, you move so beautifully that I think you should actually go train. I was like, what? I'm just here to get better, you know? And, and I actually started feeling much better just by, I had a bursitis in one of my hips from gardening. And um, I actually, in five classes, started feeling better because it's movement that you've never done in Pilates on these machines called reformers, Cadillacs, um, and we have a few more machines. And once you start moving your body in these ways that you have never done before, your muscles start to really pull together some, your spine and, your joints. And, um, so I, I listened to her and I started going to a place in, well, I started first, I went to Raleigh and got mat trained with power Pilates. And, um, then I started going to DC on a Friday afternoon. If anybody understands this driving to DC at seven 30 in the morning from Norfolk, Virginia is three and a half hours. I stayed there and did five and a half hours of training. So I got there at 11, started on my way home at four 30 and if anyone knows DC traffic at 4.30 coming down south for three and a half hours, I am in the middle of it. And it would take me six hours to get home. And I did that for 15 weeks and totally committed to that and uh, fell in love with it and have been a Pilates teacher since 2006. So almost 17 years. And I never looked back. I had, you know, a, a schedule I could create with my children. I had young children then. And it's such a good career for anyone with children, I think, because you can manage a schedule by yourself. And I worked in a studio called um, Body and Soul for 10 years. 
And it, in that 10 years, I had a passion to get my own business and start my own studio. And that's where Pure Core Pilates um, was called Corvello first. Um, I had a partner and our goal was to have a, we had a 700 foot studio and our goal was to add cycling. And we did add cycling within two years. And we also grew from a 700 foot studio to a 2100 square foot studio in two years, which is pretty unbelievable because that the growth was amazing for us. But after COVID cycling just didn't pick up. So I got rid of cycling and now I'm in the process of painting that room. And also after COVID, my partner decided she didn't want to be in the business anymore. So I also went into business with myself and called it Pure Core Pilates. And it's been Pure Core Pilates now for about a year and a half. And I've been here for seven years. Wow. So lots of, lots of different changes and, you know, COVID kind of throwing a wrench in there a little bit, but. COVID threw a wrench, but we actually did really well because what March, what, like what the 10th of March, the conversation was happening with COVID, right? Mm -hmm. And so we started hearing things and we're both like, Hmm, this isn't looking good. And we had a meeting, the two of us on March, like 14th, I think. And we were like, we are not going to close the studio. We'll just clean it really well. We'll wear our masks. We'll open up the windows. We'll do, we'll do what we need to do. That was the 14th. We went to bed that night. We woke up on the 15th and went, oh my gosh, we saw the news. We're like, okay, we're closing. So we closed on March 16th. We had our Zoom online teaching up within two days. My partner did a great job at that point, getting all that put together. I don't even know if I heard of Zoom at that point. And um, we started going online with all of our clients. Uh, I would think maybe, I would say about 75% of our clients were able to adapt to going online. Our clientele is about 50 and between 50 and 80. Um, it's a, we, our specialty is chronic pain and injury. Okay. So we went putting, you know, clients on machines and really having some hands on with them to doing virtual in a mat situation on their floor in a bedroom. They not hardly any of them had props, but they did it. And my mom started with us. My mom is 75. And so that was what, what year was that? 2019, 2020, 2020, right? And my mom, we still have the online classes and my mother takes online classes four days a week from Florida. And so we really adapted well. And we also were lucky enough to open back up three months later. Um, a lot of places in the country were not able to do that. And we were so fortunate. We moved our machines 10 feet apart. Windows were open and we added, we added um, air filters. We had a mask for anybody that was here that needed one. I mean, it was, um, we did a really, really good job at that. And we had numbers on our machines. We knew who, who was on what machine, what time of the day, who was next to you. You know, we were contact, contract, what is it? Um, contact tracing the whole thing and everything. So um, I feel that we did such a great job. And then when we were able to open, all of our clients came back. That's awesome. That's good that you guys had a nice bounce back and, you know, it wasn't too, too detrimental at the time. Super lucky, you know, yeah. super lucky. And PPP helped out that I could pay my staff because, you know, when they, we, when we went to the mat format, it was obviously a cheaper format. So we had to change all that and then pay the staff less. And then when PPP came around, we got really lucky to be able to make up for that loss for them. Um, I was 
super um, excited that we got those PPP loans. Um, and then my operations manager and I would sit on the phone for like, well, actually we did Zoom for like six hours a day after teaching for five hours to get all the numbers. That was hard. I mean, you, you had to really work to do those to be able to um, get everything in line with your banks and stuff, but it was all worth it. Good, good, good. It's, it's nice to hear that because, you know, I, I speak to a lot of other owners and it's like some of them lost 75% and they're still like, you know, slowly on the grind and like, they're still grinding, but it's like that, that hit, that initial hit was so bad that it was just like, it, it almost makes you question, like, do I keep doing this or not? And it's like, yeah, you know, you, you got into this industry for a reason. Like, you know, there's going to be unexpected things that come up, maybe not as big as COVID, but you know, it's just one of the things where, you know, people just got to make decisions and it's, it's almost like, you know, Thomas the train, you just, you just gotta think I well, can. Yeah. It's so true. Like even when my partner decided to leave, that was a, that was a hit for me. You know, it was, Oh, okay. Am I going to keep doing this? And I was like, yep, I'm going to keep doing it. I mean, you had to make that decision. I'm going to keep doing this. And then you got to figure out, okay, what steps have to be taken? Cause a lot of steps have to be taken when you, you know, break up a partnership. It's like, you know, a divorce. So um, but it's, it was, it was a long seven months of process of getting there. And then in August of 2021, I took over the space and decided I was going to make it, you know, a whole new life in it, you know, mine and paint, I painted, I added a new, I changed the name and, and it was great. It's gone. It's, it's gone really well. I have seven employees and everybody, you know, loves being here pretty much you know it's it's a it's a really good community the staff and the clientele um we created a community through covid i would say also so that's the one thing for us in covid is we checked on each other we got even closer to each other from seeing each other face to face on zoom mm -hmm. um and, and it became a community more so than just a studio you know they didn't just come yeah. in and clock in now they come in and we have a coffee section. They go and have coffee here. They get a cup or they chat about each other. Some of them have even made friendships, unbelievable friendships, and they go out to dinner together. And COVID did that for us in our studio. So we were very lucky to be one of the ones that survived through COVID. Because um, I did see a lot of restaurants go down. One of my friends owned a yoga studio that didn't survive. And oh. those things were sad to watch. You know, that was sad to watch. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, well, good. COVID, you know depending on, you know, the outlook of it, you know, you can spin it around and make it good and uh, it works out well. So glad to hear that. Good to hear that. Let's kind of talk about, you know, um, you said currently you're in a 2,100 square foot facility. Is that correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then, you know, about how many members do you say you have right now? Uh, I mean, I'm going to say like 250. You know, we have clients come twice a week for private training. We okay. have clients that come about three times a week um, or once a week for group training. Um, we have Mac clientele. There's about, so we do one in-studio Mac class right now, only because we've changed this room from a cycle studio to a mat studio, the one room I have that's um, closed up. And we're going to be adding more Mac classes because it's time to change that room. And then we have online clients. So we have, so we have about one, eight online mat classes a week. And so we have that clientele too. They don't all live here. 
Um, one of my teachers that teaches the online, she does privates and she does Mac classes. She lives in Brussels. She's our PT. She's one of our PTs and we have another PT on staff, which that is one of the most unbelievable things that happened to my studio. Once I added a physical therapist, they're both doctors, that created this amazing connection with people and our staff because as a staff member that's just a Pilates teacher, we had this reference of a physical therapist who was also a Pilates teacher who we could ask questions and they could help us with things. Um, you know, they would see the clients and then be like, okay, here's how you would treat them with just Pilates. Um, so, you know, about 250 to 300, you know, it ebbs and flows definitely also, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, some clients, they take vacations for a month. You know, actually, I just got to take a vacation for three weeks, which was unbelievable being in this industry for 14 years. I uh -huh. mean, 17, 17 years that I was able to leave the country for three weeks and my staff rocked it. And the clients just did a great job, you know, understanding. Yeah. And that's, you know, like I took a vacation, you know, well, I'm not really a vacation. I went back up to Michigan to see my little guy and I was gone for, you know, I had like, I don't know, seven, eight days of PT, something like that, nine days of PT that I had to use. So, you know, I took it and it was like right at the end of the year. And I'm like, oh, like so nervous. And then, you know, it's like to be able to do that and not necessarily have to worry too much that your facility is going to fall apart and burn up and, you know, whatever. So it's, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, you know, you're kind of doing something right if you're able to do that and you're not getting a call like the, the studio's on fire. What do I do? Yes, exactly. Yes. You know, and I and I I strongly enforce this to my staff. Like, you burnout is real. You have got to take a vacation. You know, go away for three days. You know, just we since we have so I have five teachers and two support staff, and we do sub for each other. We have a we have two calendars actually. One that's on the wall that they have to sign in and say this is the vacation I'm taking. The front desk looks at that, puts it in the mind-body system because I use my body. And then we start, you know, sending emails like who can help this person. And because I truly believe that when people need to take time off, they need to take time off. You know, Absolutely. I mean, it's, I don't know. If, I mean, you, 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 you work in an industry where you should understand burnout is like true. If you're teaching, because sometimes we're teaching eight, nine hours a day with five minutes in between each client and you're barely taking a breath, you know, and you're doing that three to four days a week. Uh-huh. Yeah. Especially not eating. <laughs> you need to go away for four or five days. I mean, yeah. I wish they would take a week off, but, um, and some of them do, but you know, it's, it's hard sometimes also because when they're depending on money to come in, that that's another thing that's hard. You know, when you work mm -hmm. in this industry, you know, you, your hours, you, your hours, you work, you're, that's what you get paid for. You don't get paid to sit at a desk, you know, and take yeah. time. And you're, oh, I can see you here. but it works. It works here. We, we, we do support each other, the staff. So that helps with taking breaks and vacations. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Burnout's real. I worked uh, seven days a week for nine months. So I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, right. I don't advise it, but yeah. Almost also, like if, you're, if you're working that long, you need like a three week break. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, I was like 23 at the time. So I had a little, little more uh, stamina in the tank, but uh True. Um, yeah. So Mary, um, with the 200, you know, you said between 250, 300, are those, like you said, the chunk between like online and in-person, what would you say the bulk of like your in-person base is? Private clients. Um, 
So we deal with private clients. Most of them um, are chronic pain and injury clients in the private section. Uh, hip, you know, people with hip, hip, hip replacements, knee replacements, shoulder replacements, lower back problems. Uh, I mean, diastasis. Uh, and then the, P, the PT I had here before she moved to Brussels, she was seeing probably 30 to 35 clients a week. And now my new PT is here. We're just trying to acclimate her. So, but the other one, she sees a few of them still online because she can still mm -hmm. do, do some stuff through virtual. But the privates is where I, we have most of our clients. And then we do about, oh, you know, we, I think we have like 30 classes a week. And I have five reformers. And sometimes I have five in a class. Sometimes I have one in a class. And that's where we look at sometimes when we have one in a class and we'll let it go for a couple of weeks. But then we are like, okay, we need to start managing this system. If there's only one person showing up, we need to change the time maybe or figure some things out. Um, but when that one person comes to a class, they get a private. <laughs> you know, we don't cancel a class if there's just one person in it, unless it's a long term kind of a month thing, you know? So yeah, privates is where we teach mostly, but we like to fill those classes up because um, that's where that community piece happens. The social piece happens and people love to be in classes for that. And the teachers enjoy teaching more than one person sometimes, you know, the energy is different, yeah. right? You know, the energy is different when you're teaching more people. 100%, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, well, cool. Well, you know, talk to me about, you know, you know, we kind of in a roundabout way talked about, you know, exactly everything that PureCore has, you know, so kind of give our listeners a, you know, description, you know, like what are some, you know, big goals for this year and the years coming, you know, do you want to grow your membership base? Do you want to, you know, expand another studio, you know, kind of talk us through like what, you know, what are some goals that you have right now, short term? Well, you always want to expand your membership base. I mean, we're constantly, I have a, an amazing website that one of my um, girls that works for me, she works works for another company and called Market Muscle. And they redid my website and it has this system that people go in and if they want any answers, they give me all their information, right? And then every day we have people constantly sending in, they will need information. So it's a really nice funnel of clients. And the goal for that is to, how do you get them and, and keep them, right? So we offer, hey, here's a free mat class if you're interested in mat. Hey, here's a special for your equipment classes if you want and then, hey, here's a special for privates. Um, the goal is always to grow the membership and manage where we want to put them. Um, no, I do not want a second space. <laughs> uh, my one, I'm very happy with this space, but we are adding something called Core First. Um, and we're going to start having classes. And it's also something that the clients, when they go on vacation, can take with them. And we're going to continue the Core First by adding on-demand classes, which is something that I've thought about for the last year but just haven't really had the time since i was rebranding the studio mm -hmm. and it's it's um and i don't want to miss um, guide you in what it is but it's these bands that are sort of like trx but they expand and contract right okay and so you hook them into i'm going to build a wall in where the mat room is and have three eye hooks going down a wall and i'll have six stations of it but at home, you can put it in your door and like a door jam, shut the door, make sure no one's coming in so you don't lose it. And you can have it connected to your feet, to your hands. Um, you can lie down. It's almost like having a reformer at your house 
without the space that you need for a reformer or the cost that you need for a reformer. Um, and you can't even get reformers right now because they're all on back order pretty much. And we met, I go to this something called the Pilates Method Alliance. And um, this year, one of my staff members and I met and we went and we met Jeff, who was there demonstrating and he did a great job. He sold us on this core first and because it fits like, it's like three books maybe in a bag, you know, the size of three books, right? Put it in your suitcase, put it in your bag, wear it as a backpack, take it with you on vacation. So the clients can then leave here if they're going away for three weeks and they can go and pick a class on demand and still be able to work out. Um, and we will also have some Zoom classes for Core First, which we're already doing now. My mother has the system and we're already doing those now for the ladies and the men. Um, on the virtual system part of it. So that's right now what we're doing is we're rebranding that mat room that was a spin room and we're adding core first and new mat classes and obviously always building the membership. That's always it. And I'm also, oh, I was just talking, the girls are right now in the mat room. Um, we're adding some yoga pop-ups. You know, I'm not really a yoga studio. I am not certified in yoga, but um, they are and they wanna start some yoga classes. So, you know, that you're always questioning yourself if this, if something's not working, how can we make it better? Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know? So that's where we always are. We get together and have those little conversations. Sometimes if there's an hour break, right. No one's teaching. We're all like, okay, how's it going here? How's it going there? Where can we add a yoga pop-up? You know, where can we do better with a mat class? Where can we do better with this class? You know, how's the osteoporosis clients? How are they doing? Have you done anything with that? You know? Things like that. Yeah, 100%. Um, so it sounds like you're a pretty open-minded person then when it comes to, you know, different ideas and things and how to improve and whatnot, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, here's the thing, and you must know this because you are pretty educated in this world, but <laughs> I try. The body, what they're learning about our body and our brains, and our muscles, it changes every couple of months, right? You know, now it's all neuro. You know, we do a lot. Okay, so I'm also certified in some Z Health, which is... Um, working with like vestibular systems with clients and balance. Yeah. So that's huge right now. You know, there's all this stuff for people working on their neuro part of their routine of their workouts. And so I'm constantly working with that also, and also educating ourselves. You know, I want my clients, I mean, my staff members to find what, what is their niche, right? Like, is there something that you're so interested in that you think that you'd be a valuable, valuable asset to this business to have that postpartum pre, you know, client after she's had a baby um, or before she's going to have a baby, right? Or how about you want to go learn about pelvic floor stuff for men? I mean, that's something right now we're hearing a lot about. And there's not a lot of people to discuss it with. And when we were at the PMA conference, there was a person there who was very educated. And I have a staff member who wants to like learn from that person, you know, things like that. I'm always wanting them to educate themselves more. Like I'm always into like, Hey, let's, who wants to do this? You know, here's this, here's something here. So. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, you, you know, hit it on the head. It's like, uh, it, it's almost kind of like all the things that we're like discovering now, it's always been there. It's just never been, you know, explored or, you know, uh, talked about until like somebody has this idea like oh like 
what about this? And then it's like, oh, boom, now there's like 5 million Google pages of information and research and, you know, so on and so forth. So, oh yeah. And there's podcasts, right? Like here we are right now, you know, like the Huberman, do you listen to him? What's I do his- not. Oh, it's so good. He's a neuroscientist at Stanford, I think it is. And he's got this great podcast and it's, he's so chill. He's just, you know, sitting and just chatting and not talking to people like they're not smart enough. Right. Because it is all new for a lot of us. Oh yeah. Um, And I, Huberman files, maybe it's called something like that, but um, I got it written down. Yeah. It's, it's, I also talk to my clients, my staff members, I keep saying clients, um, Podcasts are a great way to listen and learn. I listen to a lot of Pilates business podcasts. I, I, you know, um, I listen to a couple people in Australia who have podcasts. We're just thinking differently about teaching people. You know, we don't have to do certain things all the time to have people learn our movement that we're trying to teach. Um, We don't have to discuss, oh, this muscle, that muscle, this bone, that they just want to move you know, and move properly. And we need to, you know, obviously make sure they're moving safely, but clients just want to move in here. They don't always want to be educated. Some do not always, but you know, they just want to be moved. They want to move and feel better. That's the biggest thing. People want to feel better and movement's part of that, but also the social aspect is part of that too. I feel. Yeah. Well, and not only that, it's, you know, the educational piece behind it. It's like, you know, why is this important? Or, you know, like to kind of like get them to think, you know, like, oh, I need to keep doing this, you know, not only because I feel better, but what is it actually doing to my body on the anatomy side of the physiology side of things? Yeah. Well, we love that. Right. Like our, my staff members and I, we nerd out about that all the time, oh, yeah. but sometimes the clients are like, wait, what? <laughs> now the injured clients, I will say the ones that come in here who are injured, you know, we all have the posters up of the bodies and the muscles. Um, so they are, they usually are very interested in like, okay, why is this happening? Or what is this? And, you mm-hmm. know, and that's when I get lucky. So when I have clients that come in injured, you know, who else is their support system, right? So who else are you seeing? And we make relationships with the chiropractors or the surgeons or, you know, the, the other physical therapists in the city. Um, so having those relationships with your clients, who are, um, have a support system like that is really important. So we're all on the same page. Um, I had a client who was paralyzed and he had about six of us in town that were working with him. And he was in a wheelchair first, then he started walking with a walker, then a cane, and now he walks. And his goal was to walk down the aisle when he got married. And that's what he got to do. So, you know, those kind of things... That's amazing. And that's pretty much, I know we didn't talk about this, but my passion and what I love when I, when those things happen, that's when you're just like, this is why I do what I do. You know, you know, um, awesome. even having clients, I had one, she had scoliosis. She came in here and you could tell the woman was in such pain. Yeah. And about a year in, she was crying one day on the Cadillac, which is a nice, nice stable machine that we have that Joseph Pilates created. I'm like, oh God, I've hurt her, right? Because why are you crying? What did I do? How did I hurt you? She goes, no, 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 you didn't hurt me. I'm like, okay. She goes, it's the first time in my 65 years of life that I've never been in pain. Yeah. And it's like, man. Right? That's huge. Mm -hmm. So then what you're doing is not only keeping you in line of, yes, I'm doing the right thing, but then they know they're doing the right thing because this movement keeps them out of pain. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
no, yeah, I, it's it's so amazing to hear all the stories that come with you know every different facility. Um, yeah. So with uh, you know going back to you know Pure Core and everything, you know expanding on the member base and whatnot, and you know adding all these cool fun you know classes and you know maybe like a touch of yoga and whatnot. You know what you know what are some current drivers to to bring those new people into the door right now? So with yoga, we're doing pop ups, and um, you know we've just put it out there. Hey, you know pop up yoga. What we try to do for that is we want to see how many people are interested, right? So we put a low price on it. We both lowball the price. I don't even know what the new one's going to be. I haven't even discussed it with them. They're just trying to figure out what day and stuff. But I just need to know who is interested, right? Because if they're not interested, I'm not going to, we won't, we won't keep trying that avenue, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the, the core first is the one that we gave away um the booty bands you know we gave oh, yeah. away, we gave away a core core first bands for a, a new year's eve because i was gone for three weeks i got back in the middle of january and so then we got out the packages and we wrapped them up and put a sticker in there for us first and then a core first booty band we had three different sizes you know three different strengths and we gave everybody one so that's sort of like the first introduction, like here's core first. This is the part of an, a prop for what we're going to use. And then we're selling the bundles and with the bundles, they're going to get five free classes. So, you know, that kind of thing. So the bundle is like three strengths of the cords, slider discs, three, three, four, slider discs, and the connectors for the hands. What's really cool is that they've, they've made this connector. It can go around your wrists, which is really nice because a lot of our clients with their arthritic hands, right? So they have a hard time holding, even though they need to do it a lot. But after a lot of repetition, it's a little more difficult. So it wraps around their, their wrist. And then it also wraps around either their ankle or can be connected to their feet. So that's, that's what we just promote. Like, here's the bundle. Um, we're also, we have a bundle that we allow clients to take home with them to try it out first. So, hey, it's a $200 investment. I get it. Mm -hmm. Why don't you take it home for two weeks? I will teach you online. We'll do private zoom classes to get you set up and see how it feels for you. So I'm doing that right now with one of my clients I've had for 15 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause she's at home. She likes to be at home taking classes. Um, and I'm like, let's add this one more prop, which is going to really change things from just doing math classes. It'll feel like you're in here doing the reformer or the Cadillac or the tower. Cause it all has springs, the spring system. Um, and then that website, you know, the website we um, put up like, specials there's like you know at the top of your website you can say hey here's the new monthly special we yeah. try to we try to change that special every three months price-wise first off or what we see coming in like hey the intro class of four sessions is not working at this time do we need to change it so what we did we changed it to instead of four classes for reformer we did two private classes two reformer classes you know so we just change it up and then we change the price um trying to think what we used to go to like you know coffee shops outdoor coffee shops and do like a matt pilates pop-up but we didn't see that that actually worked people really just like to go to those because you know they're usually free or donation based and that's not really where you find i feel um a clientele my clientele is just a little different than maybe a club pilates clientele would be um so you know because we're a chronic pain and injury studio, we get more of the people that are actually looking to feel better that way. You know, like I said, our clientele is about 50 to 80, the, the average ages. So 
Excellent. Now you kind of dabbled in a little bit of marketing, which is kind of where I was going to go next. You know, are you guys currently doing any paid advertising or is it more or less kind of like things that you're, you know, working with? I know you mentioned the one lady that did like the website and stuff, but you know, like kind of talk me through like, you know, marketing things. Um, we put stuff, we put, honestly, no, I don't do any paid marketing right now. Um, we do, uh, Facebook posts. I think the biggest reactions we get are videos from what's happening in the studio. Um, and then like we ask our staff to, to share them, you know, Hey, share the post, you know, get a post here, share a post. Uh, we do Instagram, um, and Facebook posts and videos. And that's pretty much where we get, Oh, I saw your video, you know, now I will tell you that for, I've been here for seven years for the first six years, I did not have a sign. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I just got a sign and I have two signs. They let me put one on the side of the building and one on the front and they're not very big. Um, Cause I am in a second floor studio, which is very, I love being up here. We're a little private. We have a, we have a code to get in the door. So it's nice and secure, but I got a sign and I, we get more calls now from that sign than any advertising that we ever did. We used to be in a local magazine. We paid, you know, so much per month for a slot. Mm-hmm. We didn't get hurt. We got one person for four years. We did that. We did the scout magazine and that is a huge chunk of change. You know, they, I think, did it start in Charleston? You know, that's, I don't, I'm not, I'm not very familiar, but I do know magazines can be a pretty, uh, they're hefty and we yeah. never got anything out of that scout magazine. So no, I don't do much paid. Uh, I, we, you know, we thought about Yelp or Google, but we just haven't done that yet. Um, my operations manager, she's the one that deals with them back and forth, but we just uh, haven't found that word of mouth for us is the best thing. You know, that's really the best part where we've gotten most of our clients and my awesome. new sign. <laughs> yes. The, the new sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, I always like to ask, you know, the, the, opposing question is so is is it something that you would ever consider doing again you know maybe like facebook ads if it was targeted or maybe like presented a little bit differently that was more i guess geared towards like exactly what you're looking for um i've done faith i have another business that i do it's a soccer academy my husband is a local college soccer coach and um we do we run a soccer academy we do do facebook ads with that um but that's a different you know we, we that's a whole different beast over there right because it's children and oh yeah and so they're not on well three to 12 year olds some of them are on facebook but not all but their parents are so that's where we do facebook ads there um i think we maybe did some facebook ads here a few years ago and i am not opposed to doing anything like that um it's just not where we found much success right the best roi Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah makes sense you know and obviously you know being an open-minded like yourself, you know, if, you know, maybe, you know, three years down the road has changed, you know, maybe there's different avenues, stuff like that, but um, no, it makes sense. You know, um, uh, walk me through, you know, it sounds like you have a really great community and like a great niche of people. And, you know, COVID did the whole, you know, wonders for, you know, creating more of that community, you know, talk, kind of walk us through, you know, like what's the retention like with your facility, you know, do people stay long, long term? I know you mentioned you have quite a few, but, you know, kind of walk us through that a little bit. My first client is still with me. 17 years. Ooh. A male. Yeah. Um, we have been through a lot. He broke his femur one year, fell off his bike. Um, so 
Uh, we have huge retention. Um, so 17 years, I have clients all, I mean, I have most, most of my personal clients I've had for more than 10 years. Um, and so then I get staff in here and, you know, it, when you get a new, new staff member, they, it, it's building your clientele, right? And so it takes about a year, I think, to get a schedule. Like they open up their schedule, my staff members, and they tell me, I want to work this day, this day, this day. And we like open up five hours, right? And it takes time to, to fill those schedules. Um, I would say that the personal clients we have, like the private clients are the highest retention. Yeah. Um, and then the group classes, people come and go, you know, but mostly we have great retention. Um, and uh, then the ones that maybe leave for a month or two, they always come back. You know, they go try some few things, but they realize, you know, listen, also Pilates should not be your only thing that you're doing in my studio, right? You should be going to do orange theory. You know, you should be going to those spins classes. You should be going to some of your weightlifting because we are like the base of your body that we're connecting to make you successfully take those other classes. Yes. So that's what I try to really emphasize. I don't feel that I'm in competition with a lot of the other places. I really feel like I am adding a beautiful um, multivitamin combination of what these people should all be doing, right? Multivitamin, look at you, I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really like, even, you know, I have Club Pilates coming and they're only gonna be less than a mile down the road. And it's funny, one of my clients I've had for 16 years, it's her husband that's actually building the, the, the area that's gonna house Club Pilates. And um, people are like, oh my gosh, what are you gonna do? I'm like, no, listen, it's fine. It's a whole different clientele. You know, and it's, 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 it's needed. People need Pilates. I mean, it's the best way to be a group of, of a community. Like, yes, you know, we're not cheap. Pilates is not a cheap no. venture. You know, it's like a hundred dollars per a session of Pilates. If you average it out, Ooh. right? That's oh, yeah. Exactly. You know, and a group class can be like a $45, $48 class. So Club Pilates is a corporate, you know, they're a corporate business, right? They have 15 machines. They, they have great deals for people. I think it's like $25 a class. And, and that's fabulous. You know, we need that in our, in our area. You know, Orange Theory is less than a mile away. People love Orange Theory. I love Orange Theory. I don't get to go like I would like to. You know, we have, um, we have uh, what's the bar place called? I forget. Pure Bar. Pure Bar is less yeah, than a mile yep. You know, it's less than a mile away, which is amazing because, you know, when I first moved here 26 years ago, none of this was here. And when my partner and I did our business plan, the guy that owns um, Cycle Bar was our business plan guy. And he was he was amazing. And um, he when we gave him all the information about our area, I mean, we, I forget what everything's called, because right now I'm not thinking about that, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you do your business plan, there's a lot of things that they're named. And, and he, he was like, wow, this is a great area, you know? And so here we are in the middle of our area called in Norfolk called Ghent. And um, it, it's where downstairs, everybody's walking down the street. There's restaurants, there's art. Oh, yeah. Studios. yeah. There's art studios. I took a pot. I, I signed up for a pottery class. So I took a pottery class last night, a block away. You know, we go down the street around the corner to the soup place called Ten Top. You know, it's 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 the best area. Well, I know it now because Orange Theory's here, Pure Bar's here, 
Club Pilates is going to be here. So, oh, and I've been here for seven years already. So yeah, it's, it's, we're in a beautiful area where it's good. We're, you know, and, and, and also, first. yeah. And most of the business businesses within this mile radius are owned by women. Look at that. That's really cool. I love being here. Oh, it's, that's it's, super cool. Absolutely. It is. It's super cool. Um, so I'm sorry. Sometimes I go off and I don't know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> no, that's okay. We, you know, we started with retention, but all good things, all good things. I love it. Um, well, a couple, a couple more questions here before we wrap up. Uh, it's been great so far. I love it. You're super easy to talk to and, you know, just uh, a joy to talk to with that. So, um, you know, if you were to, you know, we talked about, you know, obviously you always want to increase the member base. You want to add all these classes and, you know, things that are already in works and, you know, don't do paid marketing yet. Um, you know, you have your signs and other things like that. So, you know, with all that being said, you know, you've been in business, you know, seven years on your own, you know, it's, if you were to take a step back, kind of, I always like to say this word, like almost like a snow globe effect. Like you were to look back and you can see everything that's going on front end operations, back end, into meat and potatoes, all that good stuff. If you were to step back and just kind of pick at all the different things, you know, where would you see the most opportunity for growth in your, your front and the back end operations. Um, and then I'll piggyback off that, you know, with whatever you could see more growth or opportunities um, of improvement. You know, if you were to say the next three to five years, if you were in the exact same spot that you are currently, would you want anything to be different? Would you be completely happy with where you are? Kind of walk us through those. Okay. Um, growth. Um, the one thing we find in the Pilates industry is teachers are lacking. We don't have enough teachers. I would love to have um, three to five more teachers. My one thing I want is I want this studio to be, sorry, my phone's ringing. Um, I want the studio, we're open pretty much Monday through Saturday, right? Okay. I want every hour, <laughs> you know, I want every hour used in the studio because here I am, I'm paying my, my rent, right? Um, so I pay for every piece of the space to be used and I want it to have that purpose of financially bringing money in, you know, as many hours as it can be worked. So if I had a few more teachers, that would be really great. That's the hardest thing. And, um, you know, I, we did try teacher training in here. Um, and we were very successful with it for the first few years, but then COVID hit, right. And then yeah. it became an online thing. And so, um, that part, if I could bring it back eventually into the studio, I would like to grow that teacher training program back into the studio. Because that's how you get your teachers when you train them and they're, they're learning under you and how you, how you work in your studio and, and what, what lane, you know, of we're a contemporary studio. There okay. is also a classical studio and I have a classical teacher in here and we love having both um, because we have clients who love classical and we have clients who love contemporary and I am all about bringing that together. Um, so that's where I would love my growth in three to five years. You asked me what I would want. Yeah. Like, like, like big, big, not end game, but like, mm -hmm. you know, it's to the point where you could be like, this is exactly, you know, where I could, I could step away and you know, it's, it's gonna, you know, it's going to be exactly like I want it. Right. So that's what I'm working for now. Right. Actually, my husband is going to be retiring eventually from his, his um, career path that he's had for like, yeah. 40 years as a, a college soccer coach. And um, 
I, so I, I when I took my vacation this past year for three weeks, it was also a test in my brain of, can I walk away and give up that every day being in the studio? Yeah. Purpose, right? Cause I'm here and I'm the owner and I'm like trying to make things happen and running out fires when you have to. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have done, I've done that a little bit by breaking down my schedule to working three days a week teaching right so i try to only teach three days a week i do have to teach on the outskirts of that monday and friday sometimes because things do come up for people right not just staff but clients um so i've tried to like do that go down to three days a week and then i would like to move we have a my husband and i have a beach house in the outer banks um move there and then commute in for two days a week right okay so i'm getting there right um knowing that the business can run without me this past last vacation i had was such a blessing for me to to have happen and realize that that could happen right and know that okay this is the beginning and then start working on that because my husband's going to retire in a year and um, so that's the, the, it's not an end game because I don't want to be away from the studio. I love the studio, right? Yeah. I love work. You know, sometimes I get phone calls from my family, but hey, you want to come home and maybe have some dinner? <laughs> you know, I like being here. I love being in my studio, but I know also that I have future plans. You know, I have children that are adults. I'd like to go see them. I have a daughter that's getting married. I'm I'm hoping to eventually have grandchildren, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh-huh. I'd like to go visit my grandchildren. So that's the game plan for the next three years is knowing that if I can br- bring my schedule down to two days a week and not too many people are depending on me to be here all the time, then I can have another three-week vacation that I just took, mm-hmm. right? Or a month vacation, you know, that's the game plan. I don't, I don't want to step away completely. Um, but when I do eventually, you know, in maybe seven to 10 years, cause I'm 54 now. So eventually I do want to like, maybe not have that, but you know, with Pilates, you can teach Pilates your whole life. I mean, Lolita San Miguel probably taught Pilates. So she was in her seventies and she was one of my mentors. Wow. Um, I just saw her at the PMA. Um, so, you know, I, I did, I did have one thing I forgot that I did take a nice business course for Pilates with um, a woman called Kiki. And she's the one that really got my partner on I on a path of where were our goals and what do we see in 10 years and stuff like that. And I don't think I ever thought about it before I took it from her. Mm-hmm. Kiki Lovelace is her name. And um, she was fabulous. She's out of San Francisco. And that really got the start of me to sit back and say, okay, hey, what is it that you want? And that was just before COVID. So I think everybody does need to do that. That is a, you do need to do that. You need to sit back and be like, hey, where do I want to be in 10 years? You know, what do my goals want to be? This and that. So that was, you know, that, that's where I am right now. Awesome. It's, it's always good to, you know, think about that. You know, I, uh, I listened to a few uh, more, uh, we'll, we'll just call it um, less sensitive people on podcasts. Um, and you know, Andy Frizzella is one of the guys and, you know, he talks about, you know, like when somebody asked the question, you know, well, what's your end game? What's your exit plan? And he's like, what do you mean? What exit plan? He's like, I didn't do this just to retire and exit out. It's like, you know, how can I keep the business successful for as long as I can? And, you know, 
you know, you're still a part of it, but maybe you're just not working in it as often. So it's kind of like, you know, like similar to what you're saying. It's like, you know, I don't want to want to step away, but you just want to have a little more freedom, but also know that this facility is going to operate exactly how you want it to be. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, now the funny thing was, is I was at, when I was gone for my three weeks, I still did payroll. So that's the one thing that I still have my hand on. Yeah, um, of course. Do you have anybody doing their own payroll? I only have seven employees. It's not that hard. I use QuickBooks. I use, you know, I go through, it's, it's not hard, but no, yeah, no, I, I did it with like six employees. So it's, it's not bad at all. No, it's not bad. And, and, you know, even taxes, QuickBooks, you just push a button and everything comes up for you. So, but um, yeah, the, yeah. Not enough people think about that end game or that, you know, what are, what are your, you know, goals in, in your own life for mm-hmm. when you're hit your sixties, you know, what are, yeah. but you're right. That's not many people think about that. And it is something that you do need to think about and, and have, and it changes, right? Yeah, exactly. It does. It does change. You know, and that's okay for things to change. The plan might change, but you know, the goal, it's always going to be its goal to get to a place of peace or, you know, whatever that looks like. So. Yeah, no, it's exactly it. it, Yeah. And, you know, my husband and I do that a lot. We, you know, we have a lot of thoughts about, Hey, where do we want to be? And, you know, and I'm just going to bring it up quickly. I'm sorry. Am I going over? Um, okay. my, so my daughter just got engaged and she's engaged to a guy from South Africa. And we never thought we'd ever go to South Africa. And we just went wow. to South Africa. So here, here you are in your life. You have all these plans and we just got, it just changed, you know, and now being there, you're like, oh, I can so live here part of the year. Cause it's, have you ever been? It's absolutely gorgeous. No, never. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, all of right, course okay. it was summer there. You know, I was leaving winter to go to summer, so that probably made it a lot better. But um, yeah, because life brings you, life brings you those those changes. Mm-hmm. You know, and you yeah, need to grasp, grasp them as much as you can. Yeah, love it. Um, well, cool, Mary. I uh, love it. Such great conversation here. Um, well, thank you, Adam. Yeah, it's been uh, great. Yeah, of course. Last couple things here. Um, okay. One, this is this is more or less for you know, kind of you to give back to the listeners a little bit. You know your years of experience in the business, you know, things like that, being around other business owners and whatnot, you know, what words of wisdom or advice would you give somebody that's looking to do the same? You know, they're looking to take over a business, start from scratch, you know, it's kind of, kind of walk us through what your advice would be to them and why. Find a mentor, someone that is in the same business. They, I think I found that people were always willing to talk to you about how to help you um, with advice, you know, People love to talk about that, about their business and about what the questions you're asking me. Um, I think that really helped when I found the one woman, Kiki Lovelace. She really helped us find those answers that we were looking for, right? Um, And just be yourself. Uh, You know, I have found so much confidence in just being myself in this business. And I'm, you know, I'm, my dad's part Mexican, Italian, my mom's Irish. I'm a little loud sometimes, but you know, (laughs) I like to laugh and you just, I think being yourself and finding that people will accept you for who you are in that, in that world too. And, you know, when I first started my Pilates journey, um, I, when people would come in, you know, we don't know everything when we start out in a business, right? And I was always nervous. And I told myself, oh, this is someone coming in from the PMA to be testing me for my, for my certificate, you know? So every day someone will come in, like, today's my test, you know? And then I just kept working on learning and um, watching videos. We have a great, we have great resources in the Pilates world of videos and watching people work out and learning about the body more and just educating myself 
with my career, my Pilates career, anatomy, listening to podcasts, get as much as you can listen to, because you're going to hear a lot of things that um, maybe you don't like, or maybe that you really love. Um, but just really educating yourself in whatever your career is, because if that's what your career is and you're going to love it, you need to know what you're doing also. Yeah. Be the, be the master of your craft and, you know, never yeah. stop learning. Yeah. Love and it. don't forget yourself. Don't yeah. forget yourself. Cause that's easy to do. And remember that don't forget yourself. And then remember burnout is real. So always take time for yourself. I tell my staff, I'm like, you know, your clients go on vacations and you need to also go on vacation because there's reasons vacations are needed. Even if it's a staycation, you know, even if say, you even stay in your house time. for five days and just relax or I think I go a little cuckoo, but mm. breathe, breathing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool, Mary. Uh, and then, you know, last but not least, you know, for everybody out there, you know, if anybody's in the Norfolk, Virginia area, how can they reach your facility, social media, website, um, you know, what, what kind of handles can they reach you at? So it's purecorepilates.com is our website. And in, on the website, um, it asks if you want to get some information from us and you have to just put your email in and your phone number. And we have this system that sends us a text right away that you've asked this information. And then I start answering or when my staff members start answering. Um, and it's really nice because it's on a text format. So that makes it accessible for us, you know. Um, we also are on Collie Avenue in the Ghent section of Norfolk, and we're in the Time Building. It's a blue building next to the 7-Eleven. Um, and Facebook is Pure Core Pilates and Cycling because we've had a difficult time taking cycling off. <laughs> so it will still say cycling, but cycling is not here anymore. Um, and even Instagram, we're Pure Core Pilates on Instagram. And that's easy. Super easy. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Everybody out there listening, you know, that's the way to get a hold of her and her the studio and all the good things that are going on. And uh, if you're in the area, go check out the building and see what it's all about. Um, you know, from there, if you are inspired by Mary's story and all the things that she's done and you want to come on and talk about your perspective in uh, the industry and whatnot, then feel free to click on the link below, type in all your information. We'll be in touch. We'll get you on the show. But until then, y'all, that's been another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. Gym Lords. Out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.